Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko You gonna do something there? <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got a little bit distracted there. I forgot we were recording tonight. It takes Breakwell so damn long to dial one simple phone number and get me in a hotel room. Hey, everybody, welcome to Wrong and Wronger. I am Steve in Westchester County, New York, the epicenter of the coronavirus pandemic in the U.S., soon to be dead, Olivas, and he is James, the original OG which for him stands for ornery and grumpy Breakwell. And James, how are you doing tonight, man? I called exactly on time, but because you're never home, I have to go through a hotel phone tree, and every time I get a human being <laughs> at one of your, your hotels, they're always like, will you please hold? And I am so polite, I always say yes. And then I end up oh waiting for three God. minutes, and let me tell you something, Steve, you are not worth the wait. That is the longest three minutes in history. <laughs> well... Speaking of time that seems to stand still, here you are. Wrong and Wrong are the podcast where we debate things that don't matter to nobody. I'm not going to mention her name again, James. She feels a little bit like a blushing bride. <laughs> but James, what are we going to debate this week? Possibly the dumbest topic we've ever had because you came up with it. With <laughs> it's all right. We're going to have a spirited debate about this. Should you have a separate shampoo and conditioner or should you have a two-in-one? Separate shampoo and conditioner or two-in-one. You can tell I'm a little bit, I'm in the uh, the prodromal phase of the coronavirus right now. It's starting to affect my thinking. I'll be like zombified very soon. Two-in-one or separate shampoo and conditioner. James, I think it's brilliant. Yeah, you would think that. <laughs> any, any bad idea gets your instant endorsement, which is how I know it's bad. I always think to myself, what would Steve do? If I'm doing what Steve would do, I do the opposite. Mm. Well, speaking of the opposites, opposites attract, and that is you and me, and you are going to give me a compliment now. You're going to overcome all of the obstacles of disgust and hatred and venom, and tell me why you think I'm awesome. I would like to compliment you on bringing up the coronavirus like five times in this broadcast so far. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to mention it. I don't want to talk about it. I have a very different opinion than everybody else on this. We're just going to let it go. And you're like, coronavirus! And just, uh, you're basically wearing a coronavirus t-shirt. So good for you, Steve. Good for you. Only five times in the first minute is half of what the television is doing to us right now, James. But... James, I want to compliment you on being huge. Man, I was in your humble town. Your cumble. I put a C at the front of that. I don't know why. A C for <laughs> coronavirus. It's on my mind always. I was in your humble town twice this weekend. <laughs> and when we were chatting, you wanted me to know just how huge you were. Because you said three bullet points in one sentence, James. And I'll do the voice that you gave to me. One... When I left the house at 5.30 this morning, two, to go to the gym, <laughs> three, I didn't even wear a jacket, bro. I might have embellished a little bit on the last one. But James, come on, man. Did you have the guns out? Was it the gun show going through Indy last weekend? 
So first of all, I woke up at 4.30. I was out the door by 5 a.m. Second of all, you came up from balmy Nashville where the weather is like 95 <laughs> degrees and sunny. And you were complaining. It was in the 40s here. 40s is shorts weather in Indiana. And, and yeah. And you, and you, with a blustery wind, you man. Were complaining, it was awful. And you weren't even complaining. It wasn't even dark. It was like the middle of the day. And second of all, you clearly couldn't get my tone of voice because it was by text message. Because God knows we're never going to talk on the phone. So I don't know what you're talking about. You're confused as always. Please, sun's out, guns out, break well. <laughs> it's cliche for a reason. Well, James, the compliment portion of our program is almost complete. Whew. There is one more point that we may need to make just to let the viewers know, to let the listeners know, meaning Judy P. and her husband, I did mention her, that <laughs> uh, there is another winning streak that has been intact for six straight debates. Which of us, James, again, as I scratch my head, which of us has won six straight weeks? Well, not the good guys, that's for sure. Uh, one of the interns actually had a theory. She said that ever since you dropped your horrible, horrible characters, you've started winning. So maybe before the voters were just punishing your terrible acting ability. I mean, there's a one-to-one -one correlation there. When you don't do a character, you win. Take that for what it's worth. Uh, I'm going to say that all of the viewers were so like overwhelmed with emotion watching me. It's like uh, watching Meryl Streep in uh, one of Meryl <laughs> Streep's movies. And, like a better looking Meryl Streep and not as ginger with less hair. But anyway, that they were so overcome that they weren't able to push the correct button and accidentally voted for you. That's what it was. I see. They were, they were blinded yep. by your brilliance, especially on the audio-only portion of this podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, <clears throat> speaking of... Um, I can't even segue out of that one, James. <laughs> I'm about to flip a quarter that I can't identify because the print is too small on the darn thing for me to even see what it is. But it does have a nice waterfowl on it. I am on the road, and I don't have the Guam Quarter of Fate, but I have one that has a nice waterfowl on the back. James, what shall the two sides of the waterfowl quarter of fate represent for you? Waterfowl, I am arguing two separate bottles of hair product, and non-waterfowl, I am arguing a single bottle. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to need an advocate <laughs> to figure that one out. <laughs> Let's just flip and figure it out. It Okay, hold on. I've lost my earplug. I got stuff falling all over. It's actually heads, if that means anything at all to I you. I believe that's so non-waterfowl, unless they've changed the quarters where you are now. So I would be arguing, <laughs> I don't remember, I, I think a single bottle. I think I'm arguing two and one, if you agree <laughs> yes, to that. Sure. <laughs> all sure, right. Sure, single bottle. Okay. Well, that's good, because here I am, and I get to argue efficiently for the most efficient means. Why would you want to have a separate shampoo and a separate conditioner? Why would you want to complicate your life? You can put two products in one bottle and you're done. Shampoo, conditioner, all in one. You slap it on, you slap it off, you're out of there. You save water. You don't have to put it in, rinse it out, put in a second product, rinse it out. You just put it in and rinse it out. It saves vital seconds in the shower. When you multiply that by everybody in the world, I mean, you're talking about billions <clears throat> and billions of gallons of water saved. Ooh, Carl Sagan. It's also the simplicity of choice. Like, if you have a million different shampoos you can choose from it, a million different conditioners, I mean, you could be in that shampoo and 
and conditioner aisle all day. Or you can get them both in one bottle. You know that this shampoo goes with this conditioner because they're the same product. They're all joined together. I mean, this is 2020. We've got scientists out there who are perfecting hair care. So we know that we can trust them when they put... Oh, there's slob banging upstairs. We know that we can trust them when they combine everything in one bottle to take care of our hair. They want what's best for us. And finally, it's not like we're really worth separating out shampoo and conditioner for anyway i mean seriously you've barely got any hair left my hair is pretty what? terrible just just what? just put the hair the shampoo and conditioner combo up there it's all we need we <clears> don't <throat> need some fran fancy you know french conditioner and french french shampoo just give me <laughs> give me the 2.99 combo bottle from the supermarket and i'll be just fine james <clears throat> i've got bouncing and behaving hair do you understand I mean, I would take this hat off, but I don't want anyone to go blind out of like uh, all the beauty that's <laughs> radiating off of me. Like looking into the eyes of God is what it would be. <laughs> You've got dry flyaway hair that won't behave, which is why of all the people you, you need a separate shampoo and conditioner because you need to condition all you can. <laughs> And frankly, even with your shampoo, your two-in-one, the, the poor man's hairdo <laughs> is what we call it, you still got to lather, rinse, and repeat. That's still two separate rinsings and latherings. If you just do one shampoo and one conditioner, now you've got the same amount of water, the same amount of time, and that conditioner can do a deep soak. You don't get dandruff because it gets all into your scalp and moisturizes all of that. Your hair is thick and lush and beautiful like mine. And James, you could use a little bit more Steve's look in you, if you know what I'm saying. And the last <laughs> no. thing, James, my hair smells like a tropical forest. Like all of the expensive stuff, the stuff where the shampoo and the conditioner are in separate bottles, I use Suave, doesn't matter. It's about a buck ninety-nine a bottle. But still, it smells like coconut, man. You get a little rum in the shower with you, you got a pina colada just ready for the making. Obviously, sane people would have shampoo and conditioner separate. Okay, so you clearly have never been to a jungle. Do you know what jungles smell like? They smell like humidity and rot. There's so much dead plant and animal matter on the ground that stinks up the place. It's just not a good... It's basically a vertical swamp. That's all it is. And uh, your, your, your precious scented shampoos and conditioner are as artificial as artificial could be. They make you smell fake, which I guess is why you like them so much. They fit your personality. But for the rest of us out here keeping it real, we don't need the super strong scents. I mean, you get the shampoo and conditioner together, you get clean. You don't get perfumed. I don't want people to sense me by my odor walking down the street. They're going to see me and they say, hey, look at that guy with his normal looking hair and his normal looking walk. There's nothing to look at and make fun of him for there. He's, he's just, he's completely normal. There's, there's, he's beyond reproach. That's what I'm going for with the combo shampoo and conditioner. You're going to walk up to the bar and talk Talk to some other guy in Indiana about your shampoo and your conditioner. They're going to throw you out of there, Steve. If you're going to get along with the guys around here, you got to have a combo shampoo and conditioner. Two in one. That's just how it works. It's how it is. And if you do anything beyond that, you're putting on airs. And people are going to sniff you out, quite literally. And then you are going to be friendless and alone. Or more friendless and alone than usual. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I started reading again, Jay. I, I was going to doze off a little bit there, too. I finished my novel, and I took a brief nap, and now it's my turn to talk again. 
James, we don't have a lot of time left because you launched a filibuster that would be envied by most members of Congress there. And it, I'm going to forgive your stumbling into wasting time and dancing when you began this argument. And I'm going to forgive as something as something can be. Like, uh, that's just lazy writing because all of it was erased when you said it's a vertical swamp. That's the best line I've ever heard from James Breakwell. Actually, you had one better one that cracked me the heck up, like, uh, before we even started videoing. It was something about a gasoline-powered turtleneck sweater or something. I can't remember what exactly it was. You know what I'm talking about. You're trying to pull start it. Anyway, my head smells like a French house of ill repute. And I think that's the best thing anybody can hope for for either one of us, James. Especially the burly he-man that you are that goes to the gym at 5.30 to pump a little. Five. Water. I mean, uh, 5 a.m. <laughs> Five a.m., bro. All right, shake, rattle, and roll those dice, and get us the heck out of here before we do any more damage. Before we do, I need to do a shameless plug for capitalism here, which I think I'm technically under my book contract obliged to do. When I was negotiating this last book contract, they're like, "And we want you to plug the book on your podcast." And I was like, "Really? Do you know how many people listen to that podcast?" That's okay. Do you have to pass it by your co-host first. Nope, I did I did not. I'm going to put this up here. I'm going to get my 30 cents worth of free advertising. This book right here in front of my face, it comes out March 31st, Prance Like No One's Watching, A Guided Journal for Exploding Unicorns. And I guess only Judy P is going to hear this, and she's probably going to buy the book anyway. But hey, Judy P. I think she already, she's already pre-ordered it, she said on Twitter. <laughs> here's, the, here's the book. Uh, it's for 7 to 9-year-olds or 7 to 10-year-olds. So basically anybody the intellectual level of Steve, uh, you'll fit right in. It helps you find the humor in the world around you. And it's a skill I've had to develop constantly as we've done this podcast. I have to somehow amuse myself because Steve's certainly not making me laugh. So that's, that's what this book is about. It's a coping mechanism. Uh, be like me. Don't be like Steve. Be an exploding unicorn. Pre-order this book. Shameless plug over. I will now roll the dice. If you want to vote for... Was that part in your compliment? Trashing your, your, uh, your erudite co-host? Yeah, I feel like I feel like the the more I put you down, the better my look book looks by comparison. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's just science. It's just also my entire book cover <laughs> tour might end up getting canceled because of the coronavirus. So this might be all the promotion I get. Just me talking <laughs> to you and like the two people who accidentally click on this podcast. So uh, no pressure, but there is a lot riding on that one little ad I just threw out there. <laughs> Well, come to Nashville for your book tour. I've been to Indy like 10 times. You've never been down to my house. I And I probably never will. Let's, let's just leave it at that. All right. If you want to vote for James and two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, vote for eight. If you want to vote for Steve and his highfalutin separate shampoo and conditioner bottles because you're some kind of, I don't know, weird person, vote for 81. Erudite. And if you want to throw your vote away... Vote for 29. All right. So James Breakwell and everything that is wrong with the world, the capitalism, the James <laughs> is one of those one percenters, the one, actually you need James to stay employed so that he can support the rest of us. Or, I, I mean, just vote for eight for him. If you want eight plus one, it's like infinity plus one, only turned on its side, you vote 81. And Dr. Steve, your friend, the one you voted for for the past six weeks. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for the other one. I don't even remember what it is. 
All right, we've come to another end of an episode. And <laughs> James, this is the my favorite part of every episode where we get to shut the thing off and go to bed. Until next week, where you again stumble aimlessly upon this podcast and then immediately regret it. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding and shamelessly plugging unicorn saying, thanks for listening, thanks for watching. Buy his books, man. You could do a lot worse than James Breakwell. <laughs> and until then, two wrongs can be.